One third of all food is wasted. One possible solution to this big problem is a new smartphone app. I'm Robert Colangelo, and this is GreenSense, where we bring you eco-innovations like Too Good To Go, which connects people with surplus food that would otherwise go to waste. We're joined by Claire Oliverson, U.S. Head of Marketing at Too Good To Go. Claire, welcome to GreenSense. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, I'm very excited to talk about this app because it has some real uh, positive ramifications. But before we get started, uh, on your website, there is uh, posted that uh, a third of all food is wasted. Let's dig into that number a little bit. Do you know where that came from? Sure. Um, so a third of all food globally is wasted. In the U.S., it's actually um, as high as 40 percent. Um, and we really look at the NRDC predominantly. Refed is a great organization. And you can actually go and check out uh, Refed has an insights engine where you can see how that food is lost and wasted all the way from and farm production through to uh, consumption. And just in general, Claire, how much of that is from food production and how much is post-production? You know, it really breaks out. Um, farm is a big piece of it. Um, and then food service is a big piece of it. And, you know, as with every issue, there are many sort of steps in between. Um, but I think between farm, retail, and, and the household level, those are the biggest levers. Um, so we really try on the retail side, working with local partners um, to mitigate that gap. And as you said, once you get to post-production, there's also a lot of waste there. So it is a complex topic and it's a number that's worth digging into. So why don't we get into your app and if you could explain just in simple terms in a quick summary, how does the app work? Yeah, I know you download it and then what's next? Sure, yeah, so it's free to download for iOS and Android. Um, once you check it out, you know, just open it up. You'll see a map in your area. Um, we currently operate in 10 different cities in the US um, and you can start to browse and say, you know, do you wanna pick up from a local pizza shop, a local grocery store? Um, once you see, you know, where you want to pick up from, you reserve what we call a surprise bag. Um, and that will be a uh, bag of surplus that they have left over. So if it's a pizza shop, using that example, you know, sometimes they make 50 pies a day, uh, 30 will get consumed, 40 will get consumed, 45. And they really always have a little bit of surplus. And what you're getting in that surprise bag um, is, you know, a slice of pepperoni, a slice of Hawaiian, uh, a slice of the special. Um, but the goal here is that it's always, you know, the value of if it's $15, you're paying a third of the price um, and you get sort of that that pure value there. Um, then you go in person, you go pick up your surprise bag, maybe have a, you know, a conversation with your local shop about food waste. Um, and, and that's it. It's pretty simple. Wow. That's fantastic. Um, a surprise bag, you know, here in America, we're really used to getting food the way we like it, the way we order it. How do people react to a surprise bag? Yeah, I love that question because I think you're so right. I think we're so used to everything on demand, everything the way we want it. Um, and actually, I will say the surprise element has been received so well. There's such a joy there, actually, of trying a new um, you know, restaurant in your area, trying some a new food that you might not have uh, tried before. And it's actually there's a there's a little bit of a, a 
science element, you know, uh, chemically, when you have a surprise, there's a bit of endorphins that get released. And so we've actually seen it be quite fun and, and we get great feedback on it. A big concern is food safety and making sure that our food is fresh and safe to eat. Since this is surplus or leftover, how, how does the consumer know that those uh, issues are taken care of? Yeah, this is of utmost importance to us because, uh, you know, this is surplus food. This is not in any way lower quality food. Um, so what you're going and getting from, again, that pizza shop, grocery store, um, is food that would have been sold for full price uh, about 10 minutes before you're picking it up. Um, and the goal here is really just to take what would typically just need to be, you know, thrown sort of into the trash and into the landfill at the end of the day and putting in the hands of consumers. So the quality is exactly the same um, as you would typically see. And, uh, you know, those partners are handing it to you directly in their shops, same type of handling as any other meal. So how do you get restaurants to participate in it and what's in it for them? For our partners, you know, we all get into the food industry because we love food and we value it. And, you know, it has so much, uh, I think, such a, a great part uh, in our lives, in our hearts. And so you don't want to throw it away. And I think with a lot of our partners, when we approach them, um, they don't really have a great solution for these small consumer amounts of uh, food surplus today. Uh, you know, you can donate a certain percentage and we always encourage that. Uh, we actually work with local food banks in every geography where we operate to make sure that that is protected. But, you know, there's a lot you can't donate. Um, and so for them, you know, I think it's it's a win-win where they're really able to get that great food in, in uh, happy hands. And, you know, they get a little bit of increased revenue, hopefully at least just to cover the costs of the ingredients, if not more. Can you tell us how the app works from your perspective and how does your company profit? Sure. So our app really works as a marketplace. Um, we're so focused as a social impact company and as a B Corp on the reduction of food waste that we have found the simplest solution is to get partners on board, you know, get the word out with consumers and really kind of make the connection point. So for us, it's all about education. It's all about awareness on both sides. Um, and we really work on a platform model. So we take, you know, a small fee off of each of those meals. Um, and actually, we measure everything that we do, even up to, you know, our, our board and um, the folks that are sort of like, I think, making, you know, the, the big strategic decisions based on meal saved. Um, we impact is is first and foremost in our minds. And, you know, what is the CO2 impact? What's the planetary impact there? Well, it's always great to quantify your success and be able to uh, report that. What's your biggest challenge? I think scaling is our biggest challenge. Um, you know, when you look at issues that are this large, so, you know, food waste actually uh, accounts for 8% of global greenhouse gas emissions. Um, so if food waste were a country, it would be the third largest emitter of greenhouse gases after the US and China. And when you have such a large problem in front of you, 
we always talk about how do we keep it simple? How do we make this really accessible? Um, and so, you know, I mentioned we're already in 10 cities in the US um, and we are very rapidly trying to scale, um, get more partners on board, get the word out to consumers because every single building block of a meal saved, which equates to actually uh, the CO2 of charging a smartphone 422 times, you know, you get one meal saved, two meals saved, three, five, 10, uh, you know, we're now up to over half a million meals saved in the US. Um, that's where you really see, I think, the, the big difference and the big impact being made. You recently launched in Chicago, our hometown. Uh, what's your strategy for picking cities uh, and determining where you're going to be and when you're going to launch? It's interesting, you know, I think it's a it's very much of a test and learn. Um, so we were originally uh, launched in uh, Denmark in 2016. Um, so we're quite a young company still. Um, and we're very much based on, I think, a grassroots uh, feeling of, you know, let's go, let's make the impact, let's build a, um, a sustainable way for uh, us to interact with food and really value it. Um, and so I think launching in the US uh, last fall was a big effort. Um, and in terms of the cities that then we choose, it's really our, our goal is to be everywhere. Um, and so how do we, you know, I think quickly make that happen. Chicago is a no brainer. I mean, it's such a great food city. It's somewhere that we have felt is so important um, for quite a while. And so it's it's definitely one of the first ones on our list, but ultimately we, we wanna be available everywhere to all types of food vendors. Most people worry about all the negatives, but uh, what they sometimes forget to focus on is heavens if everything goes right and you have to scale up. It could be a real challenge. Are you in Las Vegas? We're not in Las Vegas yet, but I, I would imagine next year we will be if I, if I had to guess. <laughs> well, we recently interviewed Yalmaz Sadiqwa. He's vice president of corporate sustainability at MGM Resorts International. They have uh, 26 properties, and I think they have somewhere around 35,000 hotel rooms. And we interviewed him about a project where they're putting uh, panels uh, to produce their own energy. And when we asked him what his biggest challenge was as sustainability coordinator for MGM, he said it was food waste. He was really concerned about that. So Las Vegas looks like a big problem searching for a solution. I'd highly suggest that that's something you consider. I literally know exactly what I'm going to do now <laughs> after, after we hang up. <laughs> There's so many casinos so tightly packed that have the buying power of small cities that there's no place in the country like that where you, you get such a high density of food being served. So I think that that's a town that could really use your assistance. Um, what are your plans for expansion into other markets? Uh, you plan to be available everywhere? Will you be like Lyft or Uber where it's more centered uh, as you scale up and then eventually uh, hit some of the smaller tiered cities? Uh, yeah, so we're in today, we're in New York, Boston, Philadelphia, DC, San Francisco, Seattle, Portland, um, obviously, you know, Chicago, and we just launched in Austin. Uh, we're looking at launching in LA and Atlanta uh, quite soon um, in the fall. And then from there, I think it's really about, I mentioned we're very much of a grassroots movement and, you know, we're a B Corp. Um, and so I think a lot of it is empowering folks in each region to say, 
where do we need this solution? Where do we need it the, the fastest? Um, and so, you know, I think places like Las Vegas uh, are absolutely going to happen sooner than later, but it's really about where is the biggest need and, and how can we um, close the gap as quickly as possible? Well, as you mentioned, uh, too good to go is a B corporation, and that's the kind of uh, entity that balances purpose and profit. It seems like a natural fit for your mission. How did you uh, determine to set that up as a B corporation? And uh, explain how that may be different from other types of traditional businesses like an LLC or an Inc. Yeah, so, you know, it's funny. We talk about this quite a bit internally. The I think there's this magic that happens in the space between being more of a traditional brand like an LLC and or Inc. where, you know, it is all about profit. Um, and, you know, you, you have a shareholder, you have someone at the end of the day who's basically looking for more profit out of this business. Um, and then on the, on the other side of the spectrum, I would say, you know, you have NGOs um, and really, really purpose-driven organizations, but a lot of the time they struggle for funding. And so this kind of sweet spot for us of, uh, you know, purpose really balanced with profit, profit and purpose over profit, all about impact, um, we find is such a, I think, uh, magic place for us to really be able to scale and give the focus that we need. So I think for us, it was always a part of our DNA. And then we found, uh, you know, the B Corp framework. And uh, a couple of years ago, you know, did all of the intense uh, uh, vetting you need to do in order to apply. We were accepted. And it's one of the things that I think explains the way we operate very well. Well, you personally have a very interesting background. Uh, I get the sense you really like food. You studied in Rome and they know a bit about good food over there. What brought you to a startup? I, I love this question. So, you know, it, it, food is such a big part of my life. And I actually, um, I grew up, uh, my mom was, you know, uh, like a career woman, but we also had like chickens at home and we, uh, you know, who laid their own eggs and she would grind her own grain and make her own bread every week. And, you know, I had kind of this old world balance in my life. And for me, um, you know, food, I think has always been this like really, a beautiful way, I think, to come together. And so um, it's funny because, you know, I, I studied business and uh, it's, again, that sort of like purpose and, and, and business kind of uh, balance, but it's, it's how do you get to something that I think is really engaging and really meaningful. And, and so for me going to a startup, it's about um, really having the environmental impact within the food world. Um, as we talked about, you know, food waste is such a massive issue in terms of the planet and socially. Um, and so I, for me, I'm just really driven by that, that impact of that purpose. Um, and when it came across too good to go, I was like, I, you know, I was like, please, I need to do this. You got what you're doing is, is amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been doing it for about a year now. Claire, I really enjoy your energy and your positive nature, and you really epitomize a mission-based uh, work, which I think a lot of people are reflecting on today, especially after COVID. So thank you so much for being on the show and giving us a very succinct uh, overview of what Too Good to Go does and why it's important to reduce waste. Thanks for having me. I, re I really appreciate it. 
That's Claire Oliverson, head of marketing at Too Good To Go. Subscribe to our podcast at greensensefarms.com. And check out the GreenSense Minute every Thursday and Saturday on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBM Chicago.